Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Right now, the average 401k, that's a retirement vehicle. I think you know that. Lost an average of $34,000 this year. So people on fixed income or approaching fixed income, retirees, soon-to-be retirees, maybe retirees down the road, we're all going to retire eventually. The hard work and the responsible saving that you did is just going down the drain. Brandonomics, right? Maybe we should, they say, Biden says he doesn't like trickle-down economics. Maybe Brandonomics goes like this. You destroy the energy sector. You cause inflation. You convince a couple of pharmaceutical companies that you gave billions of dollars to to cap the price of insulin or some other prescription drugs. And then you say, come on, man, we're bringing down the cost for families. Taxing and subsidizing. Brandonomics. That's what we should call it because that's what it is. The Hill has a piece that Democrats are complaining that Barack Obama didn't do enough. Didn't do enough to help Democrats win the midterms. Well, we could understand that, right? I mean, he was too busy helping out with the migrants in Martha's Vineyard. There is an ABC News producer that had his home raided by the FBI and has since gone missing, who is about to publish a, a book a very unflattering look at the Afghanistan withdrawal. Nothing to see here. Adam Kinzinger, Mr. J6 himself, now says Israel is on the side of Russia in the Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah, those damn Jews. The San Francisco Chronicle has a piece saying, here it comes, a highly mutated strain of coronavirus called XBB. I think we named that the Sigma variant. Joe Biden has now signaled support for a federal abortion fund. Now, forgetting how you feel about abortion for a second, this this is something I, and I, I can extend this to the whole transgender surgery thing. Whenever we talk about these social issues, the Democrats say it's none of your business. This is between a woman and her doctor. Or, uh, you know, parents of trans kids and whoever provides gender-affirming care. Just let me, I want to throw something out there. How many of you have a dog? You have a dog? I don't have a dog. You have a dog? Is it neutered? Maybe not if you live, you know, far away from other dogs. But if you take your dog in to get neutered, does it become a girl dog? No, it doesn't become a girl dog, does it? So lopping off some of its boy parts, doesn't make it a girl dog. It's still a boy dog. It just can't reproduce, but it's still a boy dog. We've told ourselves that changing your parts makes you something different. It does not. But you know what I haven't done? And I know I haven't done this since Bill has taken over board hopping, a person A and person B segment. If you're new to the program, I haven't done this in a while. If you've been listening for a while, you know what a person A, person B segment is. And that's where I simply break down things using two groups of people or two individuals. 
So when we talk, we talk about a social con, a social construct or a social compact, excuse me, social uh, contract. I always ask people who believe in the social con- contract to cite it for me because I've never seen this thing. I've seen the Constitution. I've seen the law. I've never seen this social uh, contract. And we hear about it all the time. Oh, we have a social contract, you know. We do? Where is it? I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Can someone show it to me? Is it in the National Archives? Can I get it in pamphlet or paperback form? I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying I've never seen it. But that's what's used to justify things like free government schools or sharing of resources. Well, that's just the social, you know, social uh, contract. Now, the only government, do- government document that you see that guarantees free public education, government-run education, is the Communist Manifesto. There is no mention in the Constitution that the federal government is going to provide free education to all children in the United States. It's not there. So really, there's no obligation unless a state passes this as a law. There is no obligation for any state in this union to provide free education to anyone. Now, there's no such thing as free education, right? I remember Barack Obama saying that. We gave you free free high school. Really? We didn't pay property taxes for it, income taxes for it? No, it was free. But on this issue of abortion, we keep hearing it's a personal choice. It's a personal choice. I want, I want, uh, who believes it's a personal choice? You believe it's a personal choice? Okay. So person A, person A has a right in for the sake of this argument to make this deeply personal choice. Person A. This is one person, person A. What we're being told, though, is something that is so deeply private and so deeply personal and is something that is off limits from any criticism whatsoever. If you want to give birth as the crown of the skull is presenting, well, that's your choice, right? I mean, the baby could start crying for all some of these people care, as long as maybe the leg is still inside. There are even people on the left that would give it, you know, a trial period. And we heard Ralph Northam, right? The baby would be kept comfortable while the mother and the doctor have a discussion. About what? If you believe that a fully formed human being outside of the womb can be terminated because, well, gosh darn it, we didn't get to that abortion fast enough. I'd like you to tell me how that's going to be done. A breaking of the neck, suffocation, injection of poison. I'd like you to tell me that. Now, see, the problem is you don't have the courage to say it out loud. Because it'll just identify you as the sick individual that you are. But if person A has the right to make a deeply personal choice, where in that equation does person B have an obligation to pay for it. This is what I don't this is what I find fascinating about this argument. We're talking about taxpayer dollars here for abortion and gender affirming care. If well, if we're putting it to the government, then that means we have a right to vote on it, doesn't it? 
You can't have the government act and then say the people don't have a right to weigh in. Isn't that the definition of democracy? Well, Andrew, you don't believe in democracy. No, I said when it comes to the way the Democrats want to practice democracy, I hate democracy. If the idea is that a majority of people will vote and then a minority of people will pay for whatever the majority votes for, then yeah, I hate democracy. But on the converse of that, what you're saying is it doesn't really matter how we vote. The federal government's going to do what it wants to do. And it doesn't matter if we elect Republicans. It doesn't matter if we take over the House. It doesn't matter if we take over the Senate. It doesn't matter if we take the White House back in 2024. The bureaucracies are going to do as they please. So explain someone, without yelling and screaming, how could it be that abortion is a deeply, deeply personal choice? Something that we dare not criticize. It is something between a a patient and doctor, a woman and a doctor. But people who are not involved in this decision have to foot the bill. If person A and person B are separated by person A's firewall of privacy, then how does that firewall get a nice little window for person A to stick their hands in person B's wallet? If we're doing something through government, that means we have a right to vote on it. Headline Axios, first look. Biden backs federal fund for abortion support. President Biden would support a federal fund for people who need to take time off work and pay for childcare to obtain an abortion, he said in an interview form with Now This that will air Sunday on social media. Why it matters. It's one of his strongest public comments in favor of federal support for those seeking abortion since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. Details. Biden was responding to a question from Danielle Matheson, a 26-year-old medical resident, who noted that some companies have begun helping workers pay for abortions and asked whether Biden would support federal funding for the same services. The answer is absolutely. I do support that. And I've publicly urged companies to do that. I've urged them publicly as president of the United States saying, this is what you should be doing, he said. I urge you to do it because there are so many. And imagine the women who need that kind of assistance but have no money. Well, what companies are they working for? He makes it sound like these are female executives who just don't want to let a baby get in the way of their career. What do you mean they have no money? What What does this mean? Again, whether it's directly funding the abortion or the assistance for the abortion or or something else, then it's not a deeply personal choice anymore. Now it's a public affair. You cannot make public private choices with public money. Right? Isn't that we're told in education? Well, that's why we can't well, we can't have people sending their kids to, to parochial schools with public money. No, 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 no. A deeply personal choice. It's private. It's private. If it's private, then keep it private. If you feel like lopping off your breasts or getting castrated, keep it private. Pay for it private. You pay for it. Andrew, you're cruel. Don't you know this is affirming care? These women need this. You need an abortion? You need an abortion. No, you want an abortion. You happen to want an abortion. 
Wines at 695 Patriot, 9572874. Two and a half weeks. In two and a half weeks, you are going to decide who controls the Congress. You are going to decide in two and a half weeks whether you want gas prices to go up, 401ks to go down. You are going to decide whether or not you want sane border policy. You are going to decide whether or not you want to pay for abortion at the federal level. The Supreme Court literally just said this is not a federal issue. It goes back to the states. Biden says, I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I'm making it a federal issue. The next thing you're going to be hearing all about is the election deniers. Oh, we have some good audio to go with that. Carrie Lake, by the way, savage, savage. I noticed that none of these reporters that are going around writing pieces, sticking mics in people's faces, well, hey, you're going to deny the outcome of the election? None of them remind you that Democrats have denied the outcome of elections for quite some time. You've heard it before, 2001, 2004, 2016. Donald Trump was illegitimate. Hillary Clinton said it over and over. That's not election denying. Governor Abrams still hasn't um, hasn't conceded, has she? She's running for a second term in her mind. Well, Democrats don't say that they deny the outcomes. They believe it was stolen from them. Hillary believed 2016 was stolen. Abrams said it was stolen. Anyone who said 2020 was stolen, you can't say that. You're not allowed to say that. Stop saying it. Maybe the FBI should arrest people who deny outcomes of of elections, right? We hear the J6ers kind of leaning that way. Boy, that squad's going to be down a few uh, in January. Wines at 695 Patriot, 957-2874. I even went back. You want to talk about disinformation and stolen elections? I went back to a 2018 clip where Donald Trump was at a joint press conference with Vladimir Putin, and a journalist says, are you going to publicly admonish Vladimir Putin for meddling in the election? And Trump refused to do it. Like, well, Trump was with Putin. No, because it turned out Russia didn't actually meddle in our election in 2016. We've had how many investigations that have, well, disproven that theory? We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XMP. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.